Hi, I'm Tom Field, Senior Vice President of Editorial with Information Security Media Group. My topic today is the security impact of digital transformation, and I'm pleased to be speaking with David Ryder. He's Director, SMB and MSSP, with a vast software. David, thank you so much for joining me today. Yeah, my pleasure. Thanks for having me. So we're going to talk about digital transformation. There are some areas I particularly want to talk about some of the security impacts that we don't discuss enough. And the first subtopic I want to give you is cloud solutions. What can you tell me about it? Well, I guess it's, uh, it would be kind of redundant to say that the, the world is moving based to, to a cloud model. Uh, nor is that more particularly impactful in my mind than what's going on in the digital transformation from the security point of view. And times not not so recent past, we thought of security starting at the perimeter. Uh, workers came to an organization, they were secured behind a firewall as well as other layers of security, and that ostensibly provided security to them and the organization. As you're well aware, you're probably working remotely yourself today, as I am most days. The perimeter moves with the employee and the remote worker now. That presents an incredible challenge to the conventional model that simply it can't overcome. So in order to provide real, true security, we have to acknowledge the reality that today's modern worker is typically remote, particularly in our industry, and traditional solutions do not address that in terms of perimeter security. You know, David, that was one of the other topics I wanted to discuss, the mobile workforce. So if areas that we don't talk about enough, cloud solutions, mobile workforce. How about the skills and the personnel gap as well? Well, probably one of the biggest uh, areas in terms of the security deficiencies we have these days, and it even extends to the managed security service providers, but organizations, and you can think of organizations that would be small regional banks, credit unions, retail organizations. In the recent past, they had the technical staff that were able to provide a fairly high level of security. That's actually gone away in the last recent years. There's an enormous crunch when it comes to technically proficient people to manage your security. Uh, depending what sources you read, it's coming between two and 300,000 vacancies at the moment. And a lot of the people that are actually in managing security are people that were fundamentally unsuited or untrained for it, but they were, you'll have to do, you're all we have. This is causing a vast amount of problems we have out there. Typically, one of the biggest issues that has not been addressed at the moment, and uh, it's a major or really it's probably the biggest issue you can think of, is that we're doing business over the cloud, we're doing business on the internet, but the internet is now fully encrypted. You'll read sources say it's 75, 76, 80 percent, but I think it's a prudent approach to your security posture. You say it's 100 percent encrypted at those numbers. After all, if 80 uh, percent of the people went through a hole in the fence to get onto an airplane, we probably wouldn't call that security and we probably wouldn't get onto the same airplane. That's the fact of the internet. It's going through the conventional, traditional uh, perimeter security appliances completely uninspected, which means that all the other security features, the IPS, the antivirus, uh, cloud sandboxing, none of it actually works. It is only pseudo-security. So put that, put that failure in conjunction with the personnel who were unable to manage to inspect the encrypted security on these appliances, so ostensibly, these appliances that claim they can inspect encrypted traffic, the management, regardless of the skill level, to manage the security on these appliances is 
borderline impossible to extremely challenging. It almost requires a one-to-one -one approach in terms of personnel to the appliances. But between the lack of, you know, the lack of qualified personnel and the difficulty of managing security today, it is actually a significant. So I think the word crisis is not overly exaggerating. It's, it's actually quite appropriate in this particular case. So, David, when you add up these factors, cloud solutions, mobile workforce, the skills gap, what new security gaps do you see created by these factors? Well, the security gaps, like we go back to the mobile workforce, they're the fact that they're not inspecting encrypted traffic. I mean, it's not so much a security gap, it's an actually massive screen of, of, of blindness. Now, we also have to look at the fact that this, you know, everybody is mobile, so how are we going to fix it? We can identify what the problems are. Uh, we know there's lack of skilled personnel out there. Uh, we know that there's a lack of, there's a lack of resources. The traditional appliances are having a very, very hard time to provide the basic security that people are actually buying and acquiring them for. So that's the gap that's right there. It's the one particular gap in the security area, and it's a, it's a huge gap. There's the newspapers and the digital media are full of examples that everybody can think of in recent times, National Health Service in Britain, Equifax, just to name some of the big ones, but this stuff happens on a daily basis in terms of ransomware infected city of Baltimore, Atlanta, Texas, Riviera Beach, as well as hundreds if not thousands of small businesses that are badly affected by this, by these threats as well on a daily basis. So the big difference is that we have to be able to provide the highest level of security across the board because everybody does business on the same internet and using the same cloud solutions. So the gap out there is personnel, and technology, that's what we're looking to address. That's what I believe we have successfully addressed here with the uh, Avast Network Security Solution. It's a always on SSL inspection all the time, full cloud sandbox technology, meaning that 100% of the traffic is going to be inspected 100% of the time without specific traffic that you're going to exclude from inspection, banking websites, healthcare, stuff with PIN certificates, obviously. Uh, that's, that's the major issue that we're fixing. The other issue that we fix is that we make it easy to provision, and it's always on all the time for all the remote workers. Every remote worker never leaves the security perimeter of full inspection all the time. So it's not a case that we have to go and inspect a device, make sure the certificate's up to date. The device, regardless of where it is in the world, is always behind our network security platform. Well, David, I want to come back and talk to you about Avast, but I want to come back to the security gaps for a moment. Why do traditional security solutions fail to fill the gaps that you've talked about? Mainly because they are not inspecting encrypted traffic. We do the business on the internet. They may claim to do so, but if you were to go and ask your security provider, if you were to go and ask your perhaps your employee who's in charge of security for your organization, are you inspecting the encrypted traffic coming into our network? The answer, in my case, nine and a half times out of 10 will be, no, we're not. That is the major, major, it's not a gap, it's just an incredible, it's an incredible hole in, the, in, in security. It's also, as I said, a major challenge. Because they're not inspecting the encrypted traffic, other security means that are put in place do not work. The sandbox cannot inspect, but it cannot see. If, this, if sandboxes are massively effective at finding zero-day threats, if they can see it. You can look at a prime example of Equifax. Equifax had a very sophisticated sandbox in place. The sandbox was unable to do anything to protect them from the breach because it could not see it. The traffic was encrypted. That means that people are more and more relying on the endpoint to bail out the day. Now, depending on whose threat report you read, you're going to see that there's between 125 to 200,000 new threats 
developed every day, regardless of which one it is, it's an awful lot. And we can probably set it an average of 150, 160,000. Endpoints have a predictable failure rate, are a very, very high success rate, if you look at it that way. But still, 96, 97, 98% is regarded as testing very, very well. That means on a daily basis, you're exposed to thousands of threats that will defeat the endpoint. To be truly secure, we have to have a always-on perimeter that moves with everybody, inspecting for the traffic. That re removes an enormous amount of threats right there. Once we run through the sandbox, we reduce the threats down to a negligible level, and now the endpoint is enforced to do all the heavy lifting by itself. You provide a very, very nicely layered solution to provide security for your always-on or enterprise, which are employees everywhere. That's the major gap, is the lack of inspection. What we have is the fix for, for that, the, the network, as well as the remote worker. David, you mentioned Equifax. More recently, we've seen incidents like Capital One. There have been the ransomware outbreaks throughout government and elsewhere. Are there any specific immediate security events that you consider to be very significant to what we're talking about today? Well, the ongoing security event we talk about all the time, the one that gets the most media attention quite legitimately, is actually ransomware. Uh, ransomware has moved in from a you know, occasional thing to a very, very specific targeted attack. Uh, it's, people aren't just accidentally getting hit. It's not a to whom it concerns approach so much. Ransomware is a valuable commodity when it's developed, and it's targeted specifically for individual people within an organization. It's an ongoing threat. As you can see, the damage it's done to large cities is absolutely enormous in terms of the loss of productivity, loss of records, uh, detrimental effects on law enforcement, tax collection, as well as providing services to the citizens of that city. I would regard that as one of the most significant threats that's ongoing these days. It shows no sign of decreasing, and you know, security needs to be up to par to, to deal with it. Uh, that's Hopefully, what I think is more than hopefully, is what we actually have put in place. But to my mind, the ongoing threat of ransomware is the major issue we have. David, in past conversations, you talked with me about us being in the end of the box era. How is this likely to change how we approach cybersecurity in the coming year? Well, I say we we're kind of. I do believe we are in the end of the box era. The customer premises equipment has. Reach the, uh, to my mind, uh, there, this is, will probably provoke the occasional disagreement, but to my mind, the box has reached the end of its useful life. It's, it'll decrease, its use will decrease over time. It's too restrictive. You put into place a security policy that's based on what you anticipate will happen for the next few years. Typically, people are tied in financially to the appliance, and then you run into a situation that you're going to have the conflict between business and security. Uh, Business will frequently win out at the expense of security. Uh, we're in an era when bandwidth is becoming massively inexpensive and very widely available. The boxes simply can't deal with that in terms of sizing them. They also, like I said, require very, very heavy management. They're difficult to deploy. They're very rigid in their performance and what you can do. They do not scale very well. For example, we have a lot of 50-user organizations here in the Charlotte area in the tech business. They might have one, two gigs of data coming into their network, and as well as having the remote workers. Uh, if they were to size an appliance to deal with two gigs, I mean, especially trying to inspect the encrypted traffic, they would be in tens of thousands of dollars. Sometimes it is financially unviable for an organization to get that. This alternative 
right-sized them immediately, provides them with infinite scalability for whatever kind of bandwidth they want. It makes it always on security for the remote workers. That, by comparison to what the appliance is bringing rigidity, means I think that the, the box is going to go the way of the dodo bird very, very quickly. So, David, to bring it back to Avast, how are you helping customers to prepare to make this transformation, of course, securely? Well, the way we our, our customers in terms of our managed service providers, we're providing them with an alternative and uh, very easy go-to-market product to always on SSL inspection, clan box, and the other security features. But what we really want to do is make access to the security very, very flexible and very, very easy. We built the financial model around if the customer is a no-commitment month-to-month model. We know when people use our product that and our, and the, through our services, through our managed service provider partners, they'll want to stick with it. At the same time, we don't want to force anybody into a two, three-year contract. You've got to stick with us. Uh, give, you know, we want to make sure that security will always remain flexible. It's one of the things that we absolutely are committed to here is that making sure that somebody can always access the best security without any financial penalty. Uh, even if that means somebody moving away from us, we hope that will never be the case. But in this business, you never can say never. It's quite dynamic and changing pretty quickly. That's perhaps one of the most significant things we believe in cliche alert and game changers we're going, to, we're going to bring here is access to enterprise-level security that's used to secure some of the uh, biggest, most critical enterprises on the planet, bringing it down to the level that any company, any organization can afford to have it and has ease of management. I think that's uh, in a financial model that's very, very easy to adopt and very, very, very painless. Well, very good, David. It's been a terrific conversation. Thank you so much for taking time to speak with me today. Well, I appreciate your time. Again, we've been discussing the security impact of digital transformation. I've been speaking with David Ryder with Avast Software. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tom Field. Thank you very much.